0: Kia ora and welcome to another episode of the Get Confident podcast with Janelle Hosking. Today we have a special guest joining us. Her name is Cass. She is from Fontaine Coaching, based in the Bay of Plenty in New Zealand. She is an incredible wahine who is going to be sharing her insights on the fascinating topic of money mindset. If you know me, you know that I am a money gal, and that is something that has been learned over time. It is not something that I was born with, and that is exactly what we discussed in this episode, along with the importance of reflecting on a new concept called creating a rich life, plus redefining your definition of success. Now, one of my takeaways from this episode is the importance of paying attention to the uncomfortable feelings that we have about money, which I have to add still happen to me to this day, and I've been doing this work for years So it doesn't stop as you grow in your money mindset and your abundance. But this episode is packed with valuable insights and actionable steps to transform your money mindset and create a rich life. So get ready to open your mind and expand your perspective on money with our incredible guest, Cass. Now let's dive in. I'm Janelle Hosking and You Beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Okay, we have a wonderful guest with us today. Cass from Fontaine Coaching. She is a life and a business coach. Today, we're going to be talking all about the money. Before we get into it though, kicking off in our usual style, Cass, you have two options to choose from. It's this or that. You just have to choose what one is most like you, what one suits you the most. We're starting off with some flavors, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, vanilla. Mm-hmm. have you always been a, ban- a, a vanilla a vanilla girl
1: oh I don't know they're both really good to be honest <laughs>
0: but but yeah vanilla's good love it okay uh cooking or being cooked for oh um being cooked for is that does that happen often in your household yes I'm very very lucky with that actually <laughs> me too how good okay <laughs> love it um reading or audiobook? Ah, uh, I definitely like a good book to read. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Do you have a, a book that you're reading at the moment?
1: Um yes, I do. Yep. Um I'm reading Reading Lighter by Young Pueblo.
0: <laughs> it's very good actually. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Have to check that one out. And last but not least, text or calls? I'm terrible at answering my phone so definitely
1: text (laughs) I'm always getting um yeah people always hitting me up about that one
0: (laughs) you're like look it's just not it's just not for me but that's fine we all have our things I definitely say to people like you're probably better to get me on messenger than you am yeah than you am than you are if you text me so hmm, just one of those things yeah yeah definitely Well, very happy to have you on the show here today. It all started when uh, a couple of months ago now, I think, I was sharing some behind the scenes of my day-to-day routine and I was going through my, um, I guess, money exercises that I do, helping myself with my own abundance within my life and business. And then I asked my audience on Instagram, and I said, hey, like, would you be interested in me sharing about this, sharing some of the things that I do, uh, and also some more insights around money? And it was an overwhelming yes, which was so exciting. And around the same time, I saw that you were doing a money workshop in Tauranga. And I thought, well, this is perfect. I can have Cass on the podcast. We can chat all things money, share like." I guess, the deeper workings of money and creating abundance, which isn't something that I, um, I don't know, I guess it's not in my wheelhouse to, to dive deep into. And so I was so grateful when I saw that you were delivering a workshop and I was like, yes, this is just perfect. So thank you for doing that money workshop and thank you for being here on the podcast today. It's amazing to have you. Thank you so much. No, it's
1: very, very cool and um, an honor to be here. So yeah, it's always good to talk about this type of
0: thing and um, hopefully help some people along the way. Absolutely. And I guess that brings us straight into the first thing, right? People don't really realize how much money affects them in their own personal or professional life. And I think it is something that is a bit of a taboo subject. I remember once I was having a conversation with a friend and I asked her, like, oh, how much do you get paid? And she said, I don't, I don't tell anybody that. The only person who knows is my dad. And I remember thinking and even saying to her, that is really strange. Obviously you do you, but to me, I I want to know because it helps me to see if, I guess I'm on par with other people or it helps me to kind of learn maybe where I could be and if someone's getting paid way more than me I could learn well mate what do you do to get there you know and gain some insights on how to uh, evolve myself how common do you think it is or how um, I guess challenging is it for people in your experience to communicate and to talk about money things
1: yeah that's a really good question um it is definitely a very taboo subject to talk about. Um, and it does come up a lot in my coaching. Um, mm. Definitely, I find, because a lot of the time, we link money with self worth as well. So it's not just the yes. fact that you're talking about money, or, uh, you know, your job, it's it, a lot of people um, relate it to, you know, how good they are, or, or how they're going to be perceived. Um, and so there's a, there's, a lot of fears that come up there as well, like you know that fear of rejection or fear of failure, mm-hmm. even so mm-hmm. um, it's incredibly common. Um, I would say probably yeah ninety percent um, of of my clients anyway uh, they find it difficult to talk about money
0: yeah. Wow. And do you find that in working with you, obviously they have a safe space working with you, do they get more comfortable having that experience with you, learning about money, to then go out into the outside world, to their their friendships, their relationships, and even their um, co-workers, and feel more comfortable to actually have a conversation around money? Um, yes,
1: I think to some degree. I think um, their always comes down to who you feel safe to talk about with money for that because obviously when you're speaking to somebody their beliefs also come into play yeah. um, and so for example when we were doing the money mindset workshop we actually asked the question you know who do you feel safe to talk about money with and who do you not want to talk about money with um, mm. so for example like for myself, there are definitely people um, in my in my family that I wouldn't talk about money with because it mm-hmm. raises a lot of emotion and and um, it's not considered a safe space. So it's it, while you can do your own money work behind the scenes, it's still um, about acknowledging who who you want to surround yourself and talk to with that because it does impact the way you view money. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's it's. It's definitely about, um, yeah, asking yourself that question. Who's, who are the best people to talk about with money? And surrounding yourself with positive people as well with that, um, you know, so that you, you feel more comfortable talking about it
0: yeah Mm. yeah I think that is really important and it's so interesting because I very much am like an open book and happy to talk about most things with people and I've definitely been met sometimes when not even asking people about their own um, I guess money story money experience or money beliefs but more just sharing my own experience and sometimes I'm met with oh um, you know I I don't um, I don't care that much about money or money isn't important to me or it's kind of these I guess downplaying things of just like money isn't a driver for me and sometimes in me that brings up this little part of me that feels like I guess I have to uh turn around and be like oh don't worry like I'm not I'm not obsessed with money or I'm not this 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 but the reality is I'm a Taurus. I am very driven by safety and security. And money for me is something that brings that. Like safety and security is a huge value of mine. And so not so much um, what you mentioned earlier about the tying money to self-worth, but for me, it's more tying money to safety and to security. And so I just find this whole thing super interesting. But keen to dive into the mindset of money because I think for a lot of people, exactly what we're talking about today will be so new to them. This concept of, well, actually there is a, a mindset around money and it's something that's probably programmed from when we're really young, but we actually can reframe that and we can change or upgrade that upgrade that mindset if we need to. So first of all, can you please share like what is Money
1: mindset. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a tourist too, by the way. So I totally
0: get the security. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, totally get that. Um, right. So, um, so money mindset. Um, so your mindset's always um created around you know experiences, um, uh, conversations that you have with people. If you like to kind of think about a young baby that. Is just born they don't know anything so they create their their mindset and their views around the world based on those experiences and the connections they have so same kind of thing um obviously with money we we learn um from the closest people around us so usually that comes Mm. from our parents um and extended family or um but most of the time it is from from our childhood and as, as we grow up um so uh that is usually where, where that comes from. Um, some people can have, um, a very, uh, fixed mindset and the fact that they Mm -hmm. do, you know, their, their thoughts and their mindset around money is completely fixed that you can't change it. Um, or you can look at it from, this is where I am at, at the moment. Um, and Mm -hmm. from a growth perspective in terms of how to change that, um, it can definitely be changed. Um, self-awareness is obviously the, the, the key to that and knowing where you are and why you feel that way around money Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and so um, one of the tools that you can do with that is to go into your own personal money story Um, Mm -hmm. and and with that is basically having a think about um, when you were younger how your parents or your family viewed money Um, it's very Mm. common um, and it may have been that you know, your dad came home. He was very, very stressed about money. Um, your mum may have been in tears trying to work out where money mm. was coming from to pay the next bill. Um, it could have also been uh, statements like, oh, you know, um, the neighbours next door, they always have so much money. You know, they're bad people. Like there's there's a lot mm. of things there. Yeah, so kind of having a look at and, and um, reviewing what happened when you were younger and how money was Mm -hmm. viewed there is a really good way to start having a look at your money mindset
0: okay so that could look like just opening up a journal or a notebook and just asking yourself you know what what is my money story or what was i told about money when i was a child that kind of thing yes absolutely um so
1: sometimes in terms of that journaling is an excellent way to do it um kind of writing down experiences that are still quite um, fresh in your mind that come easily, usually Mm. tend to have something or potentially a limiting belief associated with it. Um, Mm. So writing down, yeah, experiences. um, And from there, you can kind of usually see general themes um, mm. you know, for example, there might be a general theme like money is bad, which, mm. um, in turn could be stopping you from making a lot of money because you don't want to be that person with lots of money and therefore bad. Um, True. so yeah, kind of starting there, but yes, journaling definitely.
0: Yeah, okay. I have one thing that's always stuck in my mind since I was in, I think, maybe my early teens first year high school. I think I came home with like a newsletter for netball and the fees or something. And I remember it being about $80 and my mom had said to me, oh no, you, you can't, we, we can't sign you up for netball. We can't afford that. And that to me put like this fire in my belly of, I never, or or maybe this belief that I never want to not be able to allow my child to do a sport or something that they're interested in because of money and so do you think that in terms of this story that we have around money while it can keep us small do you also think it can be something that drives us and makes us strive to to be better to be the opposite of what we saw or heard when we were growing up when it comes to money
1: yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um I see that quite often actually, in terms of um you know having that self-awareness and digging a little bit deeper into the the emotion that that mm. that, that brought for you. but um <clears throat> definitely, um like for example, uh, that is quite common. and in terms of um like I've had recently a few clients who, you know, they were brought up where, there wasn't enough money even to put like healthcare first. So mm. for them, it's, it's got this, um, it's given them this drive that healthcare should always come first, no matter, you know, what the cost is for for them and their, their you know, their children. Um, so mm-hmm. absolutely, that's, that is very, very common. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if you have a let's say you've done the journaling, you've identified themes and parts of your money story. Maybe there's things in there that you're not quite happy with and you can see that it's affecting you in your life today. Mm -hmm. What can you do or what would you advise to, I guess, help that evolve or change that money story into something that is positive and that is serving you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, In terms of that, like, for example, um, money is bad is quite a common Mm. limiting belief or theme that people do have. Um, And so in that circumstance, what you'd want to do is is identify it, look at different um, kind of examples of why you feel that way. And it could have been that, you know, like the example before, well, mum said the neighbours are bad because they have a lot of money. Um, Mm. And so by identifying the exact um, evidence that is creating that belief um you can then start to question it as well so obviously you've you've seen it you've um you've experienced this usually as a young child so um Mm -hmm. so as an adult now can you go back and kind of question it so for example um like how did mum know they were bad people or Mm -hmm. um you know did they what kind of good did they do like do we actually know that about them um, and by just starting to question it, it allows your your mind to start to um reevaluate things. And then mm. what I would suggest is obviously the mind does believe what we tell it. Um, it's very good at doing that. And that's why positive affirmations and things work so well. So mm. I would then flip the script. So um if you're you're constantly feeling and, and thinking that money is bad, that you could flip it to um you know uh money money brings abundance into my life okay mm-hmm. and so by flipping it over then give yourself examples for that because a lot of the time our mind does look a lot at the negative um mm-hmm. so there are actually examples of that money is bringing abundance into your life so as you can show yourself actually this is true um and using that as like an affirmation every day um obviously you have experienced, you know, money is bad for many, many years. So it's not a quick fix, but again, for with sure. repetition, yeah, it's like going to the gym and um, strengthening your muscles. You're wanting to do it all mm. the time to strengthen strengthen that affirmation. So um, that is probably what I find the most effective way of, of changing that money story. Um, mm. And that tends to work quite well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's um, uh, an awesome activity, how often do you think you need to be doing this type of work because obviously I mentioned at the start of the episode that I have a, a a set of exercises that I do regularly or a practice that I do regularly um probably a little bit different from the stuff you've shared so it's almost like the stuff you've shared so far is what you do first but how yeah how often should you be revisiting that because obviously as we jump on this journey and we are improving our money story and we are improving our uh, beliefs and I guess removing those limiting beliefs around our ability to be safe with money and to generate more income, there's bound to be new ceilings, new upper limits that we hit. So do you have an idea on how often we should be doing these exercises in order to just keep um, re-identifying new beliefs so that we can overcome those as well?
1: Yeah, um, I I think everyone is is very different in terms of this. Um, It it depends if you're on the business journey, Um, you know, in terms of being self-employed, obviously, these kind of things do come up a lot more, um, Mm. I find, uh, especially with people I've worked with. Um, I think if the way, basically the way that um, I would recommend um is whenever we start to feel a little bit uncomfortable about money you know it's Mm. that time when you're kind of maybe stressing a little bit or um say for example you're um charging a certain amount out to your clients and you just feel like it's not quite enough or there's Mm. there's something um not triggering, but like, you know, you can feel it a bit uncomfortable. And so I would suggest having a look at it there. Um, again, doing some journaling or um, a good way of looking at it is, um, you know, if you're going to rate your, your feeling about money on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being the best it could ever be, where mm-hmm. would you sit? Like, what is the number that comes into your head um, straight away without questioning mm-hmm. it? And say, for example, if you have um, a six out of 10, and then kind of ask yourself, well, what, what would a 10 look like to me right now? And see, you know, what is it that's limiting you there? And is it, oh, well, I feel I need to increase my prices in my business or um, Mm. that kind of thing, and then start to kind of work through that there. So I'm always – yeah, I think it's always good to check in with yourself, even almost um, a lot of people do this even daily, um, you know, yeah. if, they're, if they're journaling or doing gratitude or or what have you, um, or, you know, on a weekly basis, um, but mm-hmm. kind of catching it before it becomes um, limiting to yourself, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. I know there's people listening who are very good at giving to other people and very good at um maybe even people-pleasing, but definitely being asked to do something, saying yes, and not, um, let's say not being compensated for that or just essentially doing things for free. Do you think that that experience in a person who is always being asked to do stuff, always saying yes and never expecting or never asking for anything in return, does that have something to do with your your like money mindset or your money story at all
1: yeah so in in terms of that um i do believe that 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 links in a lot with um with self-worth as well um and it's kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of a mirroring effect so kind of what you give out is what you get back um it mm-hmm. was quite interesting actually i had a a client session this morning and we were talking about you know, giving and receiving, and um, especially for women at the moment, we've we've this is kind of more of a societal expectation of us. But we we're raised as you know to be be the good girl, do the right thing, help others all the time. So a lot of us do. We give and give and give, um, and we're not open to receiving. Um, mm-hmm. And so so and it's kind of like yin and yang or light or dark, and we need both to kind of let the wheel turn and and bring in that abundance. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a case of um, I know a lot of people like to to do things for free and at first it seems like a good idea um, and I get that I've done it before as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know and it's um, you know there is a time and place for it you know if you're um, you know for example for myself when I was starting out in coaching you know having apprentice clients and you know, to get testimonials back and things mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. what I found over time is that um, money also has a lot of, yes, yeah, it's your self-worth, but it's also the value associated with it. So, for example, if I give away free coaching sessions, the people don't actually do the work. Um, where mm. If they're actually paying. Um, the exchange. Mm. Yeah, the exchange actually is super powerful, not only from a money side of things, but, you know, what you're trying to create um so it is it is really important that and i know there are a lot of people out there that do like to give you know um give a lot for free it is important to to have that flow of energy going mm-hmm. back and forth both ways um and that does allow yourself to expand and, and increase the abundance um mm-hmm. coming in
0: here and I also think knowing why you're doing it, you know, if you you like to do stuff for free, why is that? Is that because you already have an abundance and you're able to give from the overflow? Or is that because you feel guilty receiving? So yeah, got being able to go into that and be super, I guess, uh, honest and transparent with yourself about why you're not open to or why you're not expecting some form of compensation for this. I time and time again have... Um, done, I guess, offers or deals for people uh, who I feel um, maybe aren't in the financial um, place to be able to afford my services, but they really want to work with me and I really want to help them. And what I've noticed is that sometimes those clients end up being the hardest clients to actually help. And I'm still getting paid and still, there's a still an exchange there, but there was a time where I was happy to do it at like, let's say a massively discounted rate. But from that experience of being like, wow, this is actually a lot harder trying to help this person. And I'm doing exactly the same as what I'm what I'm doing to help my other clients who are paying in full, but there's just something off about it, you know? And so it really does. Um, help you to learn about what we're talking about today, this money mindset stuff and be like, well, actually, maybe it's because I'm not valuing myself. I don't know about you, but I personally am really against the idea of charging what you're worth and tying money to your worth. I think you are worth infinity and beyond and adding a dollar value to that is so just not correct in my in my mind you know you can't even put a value on what you're worth so i'm always trying to teach people what's the value of what you're offering what's the value of what you're you're giving or you're putting out in the world and cool let's price stuff at that that. because also when let's say when business isn't going as well as you had hoped or maybe you're not getting as many people buying your products or coming to to work with you you then take that upon yourself as a reflection of you and you feel less than you feel like it's uh, i guess validating for you this belief that you're not enough because you've tied that money belief to your own value as a person do you deal with that much in your work as well like i know we've obviously spoken about it but um Mm. what's your view on um when people openly communicate the the value of money to their value as a human being
1: yeah no i i totally agree with you i i think it is real that lots of people do tie their Mm. self with their money Um, Mm -hmm. um but i totally agree that it should be kept separate as well um and in terms of more what they're offering um and it's um, a lot of the time when, because people do generally do that, they always um, charge themselves out as at a lower rate than what they really should be. Um, so mm. I guess it, there's there's part of that, that yes, they, um, I to, like I totally agree with you that it should be um, based on what they're offering, um, but allowing them to see the self-awareness that maybe they are tying their worth with the, with their pricing mm-hmm. um and that's a huge realization actually um you know and a lot of the time like I've had clients in in tears actually when we talk about oh. this and they didn't even realize they were doing it it's yeah. just such it's so ingrained in us um especially I think you know how society is with you know about um even like you know being, being busy is considered successful and and that, you know, and that also ties into what is success for you. A lot of Mm -hmm. the time we automatically assume it's money and, and again, which all links in with, you know, if, if you place self-worth and money together, but actually, yeah, asking yourself what is success um, is, is also another really good money mindset tip because most of the time it's not actually the money, it's actually Mm -hmm. more like time, you know, time Mm -hmm. to, spend time with your family or your children and, and just kind of getting that perspective um
0: a little bit there yeah and I also think what's the point of um earning lots of money if you have no time to spend it or you've pushed away all of your loved ones on the journey of earning all of that money that now you have no one to experience or to create joy with and spending that money so um they're really I really like that the what is success for me and the beauty in that is that that changes and that evolves you know me personally mm. I'm I guess transitioning into a different stage in my life and I'm looking at what is success very differently or I guess trying mm. to kind of forecast what does success look like in the next one three five and, and ten years and already even just pen to paper trying to I guess journal on it I can see that it's very different from how it has looked from the past three to five years ago you know
1: yeah yeah absolutely so it's something that I don't think people think about too much but it is it's a beautiful question to journal or you know Mm. what yeah what is your best life when you feel mm. that you're successful look like to you mm. um yeah and and also oh sorry it also taps into um there's the book um the top five regrets of the dying and yeah. a lot of people um you know on their deathbeds wish that they had have spent more time um with their loved ones instead of you know just making lots of money that's just going to sit in a bank when
0: the when they've died, anyway, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It, it makes me think of something that you talk about, which is your rich life. Why don't you tell us about that concept? <laughs> yeah, so um, so it's
1: actually quite funny because when I first came up against the rich life um, concept, I, I actually uncovered a limiting belief for myself in that um, I felt like you know talking about the rich life or or you know being wealthy was mm. bad and and again that was due to my personal story. Um wow. so <clears throat> with the with the what is your rich life, um it comes from um an author called Denise Duffield Thomas. Um yes. and <laughs> who's amazing. I love her. Um, <laughs> great great <laughs> books. <laughs> um and yeah and basically what does your rich life look like to you? So um you know if you were actually to think about, you know, in terms of um Living your rich life or your wealthy life, to jot down some some points there as to as to what it is that that creates that life for you. Um, and you know, again, we touched upon like time or you know um, picking your children up from school or mm-hmm. what have you. Um, jotting down those those points and and kind of seeing, um, yeah, what that means to you and and how to get there and kind of creating, I guess, um, yeah, little. Points to work towards with that. Like, so for example, for myself with working and being self-employed, um, I always want to be there to pick my children up. You know, so th- so things like that is it makes me feel rich and inside. You know, and it's not necessarily a money thing, but having you know the money and the flexibility allows me to to do that. So it's mm-hmm. it's just allowing you to look at it in a more um, kind of fulfilling way as well, not just mm-hmm. money orientated. Um, so it's, yeah, it's quite a cool question to kind of ponder or journal, um, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so precious. And even just to, uh, sit down with a journal or a notebook and write that, you know, what does a rich life look like? You might be really surprised by what comes back, just like what is success, you know, what, what mm. is true success to me? How does that look in my life? Um, you know, my partner and I right now are very open about the fact that we're going to be trying to start a family, let's say, in the next 12 months. And so that's part of why my mind now is very much on the the future and the what does this all look like and how does this all work. And I think the reality for me is I want to be able to um, be, be present with say my child or my children, but actually be present. Like I very much am an always thinking person. <laughs> like, yeah. What's next? What's on my to-do list? What have I got to finish? What's happening tomorrow? What's happening next week? What's happening next year? And I have become very aware of, you know, you're, that, that isn't a rich life. Always thinking about mm. what's next. What's a rich life is actually being able to sit here and now and just chill and be present. So that's something that I'm trying to work on, which is very different from anything I've been doing for the past five years. And it feels so weird, but when we don't sit down and take the time to ask ourselves these questions, we don't realize, you know, so I think that the idea of learning about money mindset and taking some time to uncover some or unpack some things for yourself is a really great way to be like, whoa, The things I've been working towards in my career and my job and my business are actually not that important to me anymore. So Mm. maybe I can pivot or I can adjust and spend more time on the things that actually do make me live a rich or a rich life or create, you know, what the version of what success looks like to me. I'm super curious to know, how did this journey start for you and where would you say you're at right now in terms of your money mindset like what are you working on for yourself uh
1: yeah um I am working on something quite big at the moment um and it was quite interesting in terms of um like how I was mentioning about how you have to give and receive um Mm I am obviously you know with coaching I I you know, you give a lot and, and um you care a lot about people and, and being yes. a mum and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um and I realized that I wasn't open to receiving. And so mm-hmm. so I've been working on that, which is it's been an amazing journey to do and and it does link into money um you know even right down to the the fact of you know you go and into a meeting and someone's like i'll get your coffee and i would usually be like no 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 it's okay i'll you know i'll get them you know so it's kind of um and it was just quite interesting how much i was doing it every day Mm. um so yeah and so in terms of that um so that has been a, a really cool one to work on and um and it has definitely allowed the flow of abundance, I think, to start flowing better. Um, Mm -hmm. Something else that I've been working on recently is decluttering. Um, And so, (laughs) yeah, so for, yeah, that one was quite surprising for me because actually going back to Denise Darfield Thomas, I was reading the book in preparation for the money mindset workshop and, Mm -hmm. and, and, she was saying you know you could literally find money anywhere and at the time I wasn't really in the right mindset so I was just kind of like oh whatever you know um and she was like you know you can find money in in the you know center console of your car or gift vouchers or whatever um so anyway what I did is I started kind of just going through my wardrobe and started selling some clothes and literally just doing that within five hours like I'd I'd I think it was like I got $400 in and it was quite yeah it was quite interesting and I was like wow okay so you know just starting to declutter again it cleared the it was almost like it felt like stagnant energy like it was Mm. it was weird and then like you know um and it just started to I got some more money from selling things and then a couple more clients came in another new project and it just lifted like it was it was an interesting thing so not only decluttering my mind but my environment as well around Mm me um so that that was quite an interesting thing um so I'm still trying to declutter stuff (laughs) um but yeah um and in terms of I mean I guess in the coaching industry it's always um and as you probably know Janelle is like you know it's always a personal development journey you know you're always kind of working on something so Mm -hmm. um yeah just it's been a constant journey, but um, I think the more that you become more self-aware and you have the tools in place about, you know, for example, um, shifting, limiting beliefs and things, the easier it does get. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But the, yeah, I'm open to receive is, is one that has been quite a big one for me lately.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful two things on what you just said I literally Mm -hmm. had a a declutter of my (laughs) office space before jumping on this recording with you there was just paper everywhere and I was like I cannot deal right now and so I just cleared it all away sifted, (laughs) um, and now we're good the 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 space here is good I didn't find any money yet though but that is okay it is cleared (laughs) the physical space now cleared some mental space and I know some more uh, money will be coming my way shortly. That's one of my affirmations is money is always making its way to me. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And then on the receiving, I noticed that as well. And it's so funny when you were saying about how you will always insist to, you know, pay for the drinks when you're meeting with people. I do exactly the same thing. And it's so amazing to think, if I just let someone else buy it for me, my expense bill at the end of the month is going to be, you know, it's going to be a little bit lighter. Therefore, you've saved saved money and more money has come into your bank account. And I literally had this experience yesterday where I met with a person for the first time and she was so insistent on buying my drink and I think you were the first time I met you actually yes so I, was I was just thinking you know, that too speaks, <laughs> speaks true to to what you've just shared with us uh, she was so insistent on buying my drink that I was just like Janelle let it happen like allow it you know and there's there's nothing wrong with it and it doesn't have to mean anything other than a person being kind or a person being mm. generous um, and you just say thank you. And yeah. and that way you could pass it on to someone else later on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. You have shared so much goodness with us inside this episode. I think that the journey of money, awareness, abundance, creating a healthy money mindset definitely is one for life, for me anyway, it's one that I will happily be on for life because like I said, we're always, uh, as we get to the next level, uncovering new upper limits and I guess identifying those so that we can overcome them and keep going. And it's also really important for me to um, one day as a as a parent teach my children how to have positive beliefs around money as well rather than this, this lack or this... Um, this idea that there's not enough, right? I absolutely mm. and no doubt you do believe that there is there is enough to go around. There's more than enough for everyone. And it has been so fascinating over the past couple of years watching people as the word recession is thrown around. And I personally have no time for it. Yeah. We may we I'm very sorry. may well yeah, we very may well be in a recession. Cool, but I'm not subscribing mm-hmm. to that. I don't believe mm-hmm. in that. My beliefs are that money makes its way to me every single day or every single week and that there is always enough and I will never be without money for the things I need to live my life, particularly to pay my mortgage.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, yeah. No, I totally agree with you actually with that. Um, there's a lot of people that I've seen that are they get scared by what's in the media and stuff with the recession um, mm-hmm. but there's also like at the moment there are um, more, for example, more millionaires that there's than there's ever been there's always the opportunity to create more money and even Mm -hmm. in a recession I think there's there's more millionaires that are made because you've got the people that are um, you have a lot of people who are scared and they withdraw but then there's the ones that look for the opportunities in these in these economic times so it's Mm -hmm. um yeah it's yeah just yeah I I love I love your mindset on that that's really cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of yourself I know that you've you've shared what you're focusing on at the moment do you have your own little rituals or activities that you do regularly or you know every day every week whatever that you can share with us whether it's what you've already talked about or other new things that we haven't discussed yet
1: um yeah so I guess uh for myself um I think it's important to to live the life that you that you want so again mm-hmm. just talking about the recession there is a lot of fear out there um but for example is actually living your rich life as much as you can as well so um you know making sure that you reward yourself occasionally I'm not saying like you know if you <laughs> go out and buy a new car every day or whatever well, but um no. you know like <laughs> you know um but uh like go and take yourself out for coffee or you know um yeah go and I don't know buy yourself lunch once a week and and sit Mm. out in the sun and you know that kind of thing um so I do I do like to live along those lines because I think Mm. that if you kind of hold on to money again that that flow kind of um Mm -hmm. is a fear there and it it gets stuck um Mm -hmm. another I know I don't personally do this but I do know a lot of people who do and that is actually writing down Um, all the money that you receive so and just Mm. having it as like a um you know like a list that you can review so and even if it's only you know um I don't know you find two dollars on the footpath like for example but you have a look and you you see how much money is flowing in and again that visual representation is really beautiful to see and and it allows that flow um to come in there um I do know also some people have money rules where there's just uh they have um like no questions asked it might be you know for example they might go out for brunch once a week for a beautiful cool. um meal with their partner or something like that mm-hmm. no questions asked um but yeah so there's a couple of little things there that allow the flow to continue um mm. at, without the stress because money does bring the stress to a lot of people um mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of and I guess having a you know a good budget as well um is something mm-hmm. that I do yeah
0: Mm-hmm. I love that and that's something that I'm um, very consistent with as well is that self-care side of you know buying myself a, a massage or um, recently I just booked a um, two nights away for our anniversary next month and that felt oh, so nice, nice to, yeah. to do and that's a little treat for us and I'm very big on the intent you have when you put your fboss card into a terminal or you know you're paying for something and Mm. sometimes you know you can't help it some things prices rack up really quickly these days and so you may be surprised and shocked by the the amount that you're now having to pay for something but i always Mm. say to my partner every time he's about to swipe the card i say "Think happy thoughts happy thoughts positivity (laughs) like this is good you know because that Mm. that negativity or that angst around having to spend that money that is something else that stops the flow so you know in yeah. making this purchase we just did or i just did for the accommodation for our anniversary i was like i'm so happy and i'm so excited and i really cannot wait and i'm I'm just loving the fact that i get to see that i even have some money available to be able to pay for this mm. um and so having intent around your spending as well uh, yes. like i said like a massage or doing um, energy clearings, that kind of stuff, which tend to be a little bit more on the expensive side, but you're mm. worth it. And, you know, it helps you to be able to stay in this place of positivity and abundance to bring more your way as well. Um, mm. For myself, just because I had asked the ladies if they wanted to, I guess, hear a little bit about it, now's probably a good time to share. This isn't something that I do every day. um, But I have it in in the back of my journal. The front of my journal is like a typical journal and the back of the journal is money things only. So anytime I'm trying to work out money stuff or anytime I'm trying to improve my money story, my money mindset, it's always in the back of my journal. And so this practice has got uh, four steps to it. The first step is finishing this sentence, I know and believe success is possible because... And then I list all of the ways I know and believe success is possible. And so that's doing what you said before. And it's finding proof. It's validating mm-hmm. that success is possible and it is available to you, or you know, the for me, mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. and then I have a mantra, which I actually took off Amanda Francis from um Rich as F, the book. Mm-hmm. They all have swear words in them, don't they? Denise Duff <laughs> Thomas. Do get rich lucky be, and then amanda francis <laughs> rich as if this mantra which i just love is i am ready open and willing to see things differently i am willing now to have a shift in my perception around money and around any other area in need of transformation i am available to see patterns closed doors rearrange paradigms and enter a new experience with money so that is literally just stolen from amanda francis but i think that is perfect because while it talks about money it also talks about every other area in your life that needs to be transformed and that needs to be improved yeah i love that that's cool and then two more things similar to before finishing the sentence the meaning behind my desire, dot, dot, dot. So for me, it is the meaning behind my desire of being a successful female entrepreneur. And then I just list heaps of meanings because if we can create positive meanings behind why we want what we want, we are less likely to procrastinate. We're less likely to deny ourselves Mm. of that, to feel like we're not worthy of that. So it's kind of doing some of that unwriting of those limiting beliefs. Mm. And then awesome. the last one, which you've referred to, is affirmations. I literally have a printout, a two page printout of 72 affirmations all about money and, and abundance awesome. <laughs> and whatnot. So that, that's that's um, a practice that I do. Uh, and now you have heard both Cass's and my process of how we both uh, work with our own money story, how we improve our own money mindsets. And now you can adopt some of those things along with everything else that we've mentioned in this episode today for yourself. And I guarantee you in as little as seven days, your money situation can be so different. And you might be thinking, whatever, Janelle. But like, I know, I feel Cass, you agree with me on this. It happens so quickly when you <laughs> just do the work and you allow it to all unfold. Yep, absolutely amazing well thank you so much Cass for being on the show today I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with us and we'll have to get you back on another day as you keep doing your different workshops out there in the community and I see something and I'm like yeah we need to talk about that on the show so I look forward to that happening another day soon in the future
1: thank you so much that was really cool